0: Welcome to the Busy Being Born podcast with your hosts Kamande and Kigondu.
1: Vipi, hey salama, salama. kinini. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Um, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> I am all right, Mas. Welcome, welcome. What you talking about? Yeah.
1: All good. Yeah. Karibu sana. Um, this is uh, to, who are we telling by the Karibu to you? Yeah, Santa sana. Yeah. Karibu and, and to, to the, the audience
0: as well. Good to see. Welcome you. to another episode of the Busy Being Born podcast. Very good that you're still here with us, and okay, Very good to see you as well
1: that's what's up yeah. let's have a good one let's go
0: uh, this episode is brought to you by Howzee they've been one of our most consistent
1: sponsors and we're
0: grateful to them Howzee is a social referral network that enables homeowners get access to a pool of domestic managers while documenting and formalizing domestic work to enable them have access to affordable credit career building trainings and insurance facilities Howzee leverages on technology to automate this process through web mobile and SMS the domestic manager or your house help gets to enjoy the following. Documented work history and experience, you can think of it as a LinkedIn um, for that sort of work. Access to affordable credit and insurance, and this is after earning um, work reputation scores and a payment history, they are then able to access affordable credit and insurance. And then lastly, but not least, they are able to enjoy continuous domestic management training across all sorts of things that uh, they do within their profession. Um, And what does the homeowner get to enjoy? The homeowner gets to read the following benefits its access to a pool of documented domestic managers, which lowers the trust barrier that occurs when the source, personality, and work experience is unknown. They also get to enjoy payment tracking for their uh, house help slash domestic manager. Uh, Conflicts on payments are a common occurrence between domestic managers and their homeowners or their employers. Digital records or notifications uh, for every payment are issued, and this ensures that there is um, tracking and um, accountability. And lastly, they're able to enjoy a fast and efficient way to hire domestic managers in one click. And you can think of this as, as a referral. Uh, so you're getting referrals from um, housey based on what they've vetted and also uh, people that have hired through housey as well. You can reach them at housey.com or write to them on their email address. That is Houzi at Houzi.com. H o u w z i e at housey.com. You can also get them, Directly from the mobile phone, 0741-501-515. How's he? Putting a smile in every home.
1: Putting a smile in every Every home. home. That's what's up. We have a guest. (laughs) We have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. guest. (laughs) 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 Are they brilliant? They are bloody brilliant bloody brilliant i like that yes i very unique for this episode Uh are they representing the motherland i'm sure they are Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure they are yeah and and we'll get to hear more about it yeah you get in Uh a very special way in a very special way exactly the motherland to the world and last but not least
0: Are they busy being born? They're busy being born. And Uh I'm very excited for this one.
1: That's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. We have today a special guest. Our guest today is an African, Africa Movie Academy Award nominated actor. A respected and award winning craftsman when it comes to his trade, that is acting. At this point of his journey, i.e. this episode, uh, this season in his life, he is most recognized for his leading roles in films such as Forty Sticks and Uradi, which are both on Netflix, and has also featured in the recently released Kenyan films, Grand Little Lie and Mission to Rescue. Although now a recognized face on the screens, he is most prolific as a theater actor, having featured in numerous productions over the last dozen plus years. The clearly dedicated thespian is quite impassioned about Swahili, both writing and speaking. Is also a storyteller, an actor's minder, a thinker, and a stage and screen writer. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to have with us today the one and the only Bilal. Mwaura, what Pishangwe have been getting? Yeah, carry on, bro. Thanks for making
2: time. Aye, rashikuru. Hey, rashikuru. Hey, you have to start with the Swahili. Many pambo kwele. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ay, good. We'll jump right in. <laughs> Let me read something. Uh. A friend of his uh, wrote, then that might actually help us to jump in on this. Yeah, okay, let's go. This was a while ago, and the friend wrote this was uh, on his Facebook page. A friend by the name Max Muga wrote oh. Um, oh. Bilal Moura, formerly George Moura. a consummate actor at fourteen, still the consummate actor at thirty-two, and that was then. If they had told us whilst uh, young at P.O. Box 7 between 2003 and 2006 that you would turn out to be a leading light on the Kenyan theater stages, we would have said they were tripping. But good God, this is beautiful work. The world is your oyster. Eat it. Is it diva devour. diva? Dival. I don't know how to say it, but that word. Divore it. and this was after they watched forty sticks. Yeah, we gather. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in. Formerly
0: George Maura. <laughs> why formerly George Maura? What, what? And and when you we were reading the intro, when you were reading this, Kigondo was going through this, mentioned that you're a lover of Swahili. Yeah, is that why, or is that related?
2: Uh not really. Hmm. I was born <coughs> and christened George Kevin Maura. George Kevin. Yeah, George Kevin Maura. Ah. Uh, and then in class seven, we got a teacher, a teacher, Mr. Waweru. Mr. Wawero was, was the first person who I met that was really passionate about Africa and everything African. All his children were someone Wawero. someone Wawero. And I remember when we were registering for KCP, he was going to the and then and then he was like, Well, that's a good idea, but what does your birth certificate read? And so I had to go. <laughs> as, <laughs> go, go back to George Kevin. Yeah, George Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh and then in high school everyone knew me as George Mouora. Or oh, only the two names, George Moora, because there was another Muora and there was another George. There was George Muirore and there was Tadeo Muaura. So yeah, to differentiate. Yeah, so and then it got to a point I felt I want a new identity. Yeah, I want this given name, yes, it works. But then again, when people think about me, and so when I chose the name Bilal, it was partly fueled by my, the journey, my journey at the time, because I just accepted Islam. I just started following Islam. And so when I was doing my research, um, I was told you do not have to change your name. You do not have, it's not, it's not a requirement in the dean. But then again, there was, there's just something exciting about change, you know. And so I thought about all the names that I went through a number of names. And then I got to know the history of Bilal, who was the first muadini. The muadini is the guy who calls people to prayer. At 5 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. and five times a day. And at the time, uh, I was identifying myself as a poet, actor, writer. This is in 2008. And I was at a point where I, I was agonizing about my voice as an artist. And so I thought, this Bilal guy, and his story was beautiful because he was a slave from Ethiopia, Habasha, living and working as a slave in, in Mecca. And so I was like, this guy used his voice, literal voice, uh, for so much good and to, to elevate himself in society. And so I thought, Bilal is it. Because I've just accepted this, this new faith. And you know, the, the, when, you, when you're new into something, yeah, the vigor, the zeal that you have is 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 maximum, and that's why Bilal. Yeah, yeah. Voice. Why did you
0: find a need to change your identity?
2: Ah, uh, dear Lord, have I thought about this as deeply as that question is? I was at a point where I was fighting. I was fighting so much to be accepted for who I was, not who I was expected to be, not who I was socialized and brought up to be. And so I thought if I could shed anything that was attached to that, maybe I would. Um, maybe my journey would be smoother. Maybe I would convince myself that truly this journey that I'm on is my journey.
0: Yeah. yeah so it was part of you Getting people to see you different so that they do not have to judge you based on certain standards. Is that part of it? Yes. Yes. Or set certain standards for you because now, as a as George Moora, people are looking in a particular way and they expect something. But if you make an adjustment in their mind that maybe this is not just George Moora, this is Bilal Mo'aura, then maybe there's something that happens in their psyche. I don't know. I'm just uh, hypothesizing here.
2: Yes, could because once you plant an idea in people's minds, and I saw it, I saw it. Um, when I started out, I was acting, I was still George Moura. But when I changed to Bilal, there was a shift. There was a certain shift. And yesterday I was having a conversation with someone, because sometimes I prefer Moura coming before Bilal, but these days I'm not so hung up on it. Because they were like what do people call you when they think of you as an as an artist they think Bilal yeah the uh, kikuyu say is what exactly but translator it means a name is just a name so that the child can the grow. child can grow without being called way mm. you know mm. yeah. but uh, I believe a name is more than Bukio, somehow, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: What about what about uh, your internal, yeah? yeah? So a shift is happening. People could be addressing you different. Uh, this is from home. Uh, we'll talk about that, the whole shift. How are they now addressing you? How are they now treating you at this season of your shift? But what about internally? What is going on? Is there an intentional difference between who George was and who Bilal is?
2: Yes, there was... There was, uh, an in, I mean, it was very deliberate because I was getting to a point where, and this is in that period in 2008. This is when actually my girlfriend at the time used to tell me if she could she would build me a library and fill it with all the African literature she could get because I had that's when my my father for putting out work in the right cultural context started yeah that's when the fire yeah Yeah. because I, I was like we we are a people that have something yeah, which I uh, at the time I was after doing set books, I started working with Festival of Creative Arts. We were doing mostly bedroom farces, you know, bedroom farces which were mostly British, and then we adapt, Kenyanize, and sometimes the adaptation wasn't really an adaptation; it was just a change of names, mm. you know. But that doesn't change. The context the is, context all, is yeah. still the same. And it's so far removed from who we are. I did a lot of that. And I'm grateful for that period of my life. And then again, something in me was like, there, There's something missing. And that's why I remember when I used to do bedroom faces, I used to attend a lot of concerts. And then when I started uh, working mostly with uh, original Kenyan scripts, I don't know my conception of live music reduced. And thinking about it, I thought I think at the time the music because it was I would go to a Makadem concert and feel. Yes, you we are represented. To be. Yeah. You know, yeah. after coming from a rehearsal of cha cha you know, <laughs> and get up to dance to some macadam crazy music, but then when I started working with original Kenyan writers and directors, kwanzaa kunajama flani Martin Kigondo, yeah, I started feeling fulfilled in a way. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very intentional. I wanted to be seen. I didn't want to be labeled. I didn't want, I still do not want to be defined by what I do, but it's it's so hard not to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a key mm-hmm. piece of
0: who you are then. Yeah. Especially yeah. because art is a core part of society as a whole. Yes. Right. So how how do you sort of de, what's the word? decouple yourself from that. We want to do that as much as possible. I struggle with that a lot. A lot of people identify me for what I do, um, mostly because of the skill, not necessarily the company I work for. It's a good thing, I guess. Uh, Professionally, it helps me. But I think at the end of the day, I do not want to be known for just that. There's more to me, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are the reactions around you? Let's talk uh, family. Let's talk friends. The moment you now uh, start asking them to address you differently, what's their reactions? What's hey, How does mom feel about this?
2: Yeah. Um, first of all, the, the change, the change in name and everything, I put it out there, and whoever picked it up did. To this day, I cannot own it Georgie. Yeah, and Taitika. Uh, but at home, I kept it a secret for a while because I knew where my mom stands. kept it a secret from my mom and dad, but I remember before even saying my Shahada, I talked to my three sisters and I was like, Mimi, Mimi, sli, you know, and they were like, yo, it's your life. I have three elder sisters. They were like, yo, it's fine. But you can't tell mom. Yeah. So when she came to know about it. How how long after? Uh 2008, it took her what about a year. Yeah. And around that time there was uh, a serious and heavy crackdown on suspected uh recruits into Al Shabaab, we yeah. can say it right? Sales, yeah. Yeah. And I remember Even after taking up Islam, I wanted to change my name officially in all the documents. And then one of the sheikhs told me, see, Lazma, see, you've believed in your heart. People are being taken away for just that. You know, it could happen, maybe, maybe not. So why take the risk? And so I didn't. Yeah, so it was, she, she was afraid, she was afraid that I would be, the government would take me as a suspect, and especially since they had realized that Al-Shabaab, the recruitment had shifted from mostly Somali and coastal areas to, you know, bara. central, eh, mm. bara, bara, proper. so she was afraid for me. She was afraid for me because at the time she couldn't dissociate the two. She could not dissociate the two. But later on, she was like, "Okay, Sawa. Mm. Lichagua, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. the only thing for her ni we go to yeah." Okay,
1: yeah. hey, that's powerful. Man. And because we're here, we might as well go We are here. You yes. well go. You yeah. yeah. go? Go, yes. go Okay, bro.
0: What precipitated this change from? We were just talking before we started recording and we we shared the three of us, including Maria as well, actually the four of us, we all brought up Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So at what point, what precipitated this change? And you can go as far back as possible. Is it things that were bubbling under from maybe when you were a teenager or was it just something that happened within a very short interval and then you made the decision?
2: Growing up, yes, I used to go to church. But I don't know, there was still something in me that would fight it. I remember when I was supposed to, to start my catechism classes, and I remember at some point I started going to ACK with my friend because my best friend was, used to, was uh, faithful at the ACK, the family. And I went through their classes for baptism. And on the day of baptism, your sunday is They organized a special baptism for me and two and ileskuya watoto. Siku and bado. And then in class five, I started my the Catholic ones. Nikakuama tu mali Class I go but I drift. So in class seven I remember thinking, ni ina nisumbua. And I remember there is a time I decided I'll go to all the churches around. Seeking. You wanted it. Yeah. In class 7 mm. nikoza nini tofauti ya, ya hii Catholicism, ESK, deliverance, Waco PCA. So nikakava zote zilikuwa around. Kila Sunday na ndai tofauti. Na notebook, nasikiza, naenda, naenda, naenda. And then, I won't get baptized because I'm still, I'm still, I feel bad. So I go to high, high school, excuse me, I go to high school, not baptized and my mom panics. Yeah. You cannot live like this. And so I have to go for catechism classes. lazima. I get baptized. And this is Catholic or Anglican? Catholic now. Okay. And then in high school, in high school I met Yusuf, Yusuf Abdallah. Yusuf Abdallah was the kind of guy, Asubui, But by evening he will look for you and you guys are gonna make up. And he's gonna buy a soda and you guys are gonna share it. Mm-hmm. And then in high school we had there was a principle sometimes, it was called the captain's principle. It used to happen during meal times. The captain's principle was simply to punish those who were late for meals. So after the grace was said, if the dining hall captain announces captain's principle, it means all the food on the tables is eaten by whoever is present. If you're outside, at the window, you just watch guys devouring your food. But, there used to be two Muslim tables. They they didn't do that. Everyone always got their food, whether they were late or early. So I started gravitating towards them because I saw uh, it. it's... It's a way of life. Yeah. And so by Form Two, I start attending uh, Muslim meetings in the morning instead of going to the chapel. And it became a problem with administration. I was called for a meeting and I was asked, Why are you going to the Muslim meetings? I was like, Timetable says religious activities. Uh, they brought out my file. They're like, when you came to this school, you said you're Christian. He said you're Christian, Catholic. So if you're not at the YCS meeting, you should be at the chapel. And there's no YCS meeting in the morning, so you should be at the chapel. Okay, okay,
0: fine. System has beat me. YCS is Young Christian, oh, young stu- Christian Students. students. Like, young Catholic young Students. Young Catholic, yeah. Young, young
2: Catholic, Catholic students. students, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Ah, and so... When that option was taken away from me, because we used to go to the chapel and sing, and then it was, if you fell asleep in the chapel, bro, you would be punished. So People are here in the house of God looking out for people to punish. Why? You know? Mm. And then at the other meetings, there was no, it was about sharing. So, today we are talking about this. So, okay, go, do come with your ideas, Kamade, mm, and no one is trashed. S- so, by form three, I'm like, Natakaku hepa e system somehow. Yeah. How? But how? Yeah. So, there was an option. na on Sundays, uh, some of the people in the CU used to be chosen to be. Sunday school teachers. And then they are sent uh, uh, to schools and children's homes around around Kikuyu. So me from three, I mean can get to see you, Sunday school teacher. I became a Sunday school teacher for two years. Uh from three and from four. And How was that? Uh Did you find it
0: hard or? So, th- there are two components, and let's go get into this rabbit hole. That's why yeah. we're the busy being born. Right? Th- th- there are two components to this. One is the philosophy itself yeah. and the teachings mm. of the Bible. Yes. You could even, okay, let's set aside the Old Testament, okay? L- let's work with the Judeo Christianity and the teachings of Christ and what yes. the New Testament is based on. So, there's that one component. The other component is how human beings interact with it, okay? so. For you, it seems the problem was not necessarily I could be wrong, but this is the question um was the problem the teachings or the practitioners
2: the for me the the disconnect it was the disconnect between the teachings and the practice the practice yeah it was be, that was the disconnect because even as a Sunday school teacher what what we i remember it was a very unique. A station. We were stationed at Musagitao Primary. And one of the things I did, because most of my friends, any on Monda most Mondays, they would be on the offenders list. Why? Because under it I be a child long service. Wa They're not attending, so they were found doing whatever else they were doing. So Monday punishment. And so I picked guys who, in the eyes of the administration, were crooks. And by form three, I, in high school I met guys who had been who, who were more who had been exposed to philosophy before me. And I imbibed that and we would have these discussions. We would have these discussions as young as we were. And so when we started at Musagitao, yes we taught from the bible but we didn't teach dogma mm-hmm. it was just the values that christianity was teaching because they are there and it's open so we we would we didn't have memory verse sessions but we had sessions on okay love what is love forgiveness what is forgiveness and this was powerful because in form four uh no in form three there was a time that two of two of the Sunday school teachers, they were sworn enemies, you know. Sworn enemies. Something had happened and one had told on the other and now it was So one Sunday these kids call us and tell us, no, you guys know. You've been teaching us about forgiveness, <laughs> and we can see Tichanani oh, and Tichanani yeah. don't talk to each other these days. What's up, Z? Today there is no class. We are going to play football together, and they are <laughs> going to make up. The kids told us that, and truly to catch a ball, I won't mention them. But after that, and and it hit home. It was in my head, in my mind. I was like, yes, this is it. It's it's not. You told them dogma.
0: You've, you told them values. Yes. And then
2: they're switching it up on yeah. these teachers. And we, we had tried, especially I had tried to make it look normal. Mm. You know, I had tried the two teachers. I'm. Um, i have be seen talking to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nicola Kamaria, Nicola but the lie, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you were also lie. living yeah, the lie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you I was also living the lie. You know.
1: You were think... practicing your craft. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, like, baby. Yeah. And I think that's the thing sometimes we do. We want to hide the truth from the children, but they can see. Children, children are intelligent. Are they are inter- and I want you to work class 7 or 13. A teenager. At 13, you know, you know things, Mm. you know, you can see, Mm. you know BS, you know. You do. Yeah. So for me, it was that, the disconnect,
1: the disconnect. Okay. Okay. Let's proceed with the journey. Mm. So first of all, uh, we've mentioned so far a few things. We've said uh, at the beginning, I mentioned PO Box 7. You've just mentioned uh, Musagetou. Yeah. And at some point, you mentioned Kikuyu. <laughs> I figure <laughs> most of us know where this is, but you can tell us what's cool is this.
0: Sorry, the most phenomenal thing about this guy—I don't yeah. know if he's doing it intentionally yeah. or not. Okay. Yeah. But it's phenomenal that he's not mentioned. On a on a light note, <laughs> yeah. the school you went to. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this guy mentioned they <laughs> mentioned that's the first thing they ma- they, they <laughs> let you remember. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the first things they. Oh, yeah. Yeah. they tell uh, you so kindly do. I was, was mentioned.
2: Exactly mentioned it, I was I was listening to the Tony Machala episode. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah to to be aware they went to school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I went I went to Alliance High School. <laughs> yeah. uh, I Alliance High school. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um.
1: So yes. So um, what happens? We've met so far. We've met um, Yusuf. Yes. And at this point of uh, at least where we've gotten to in your story, uh, you're teaching now. Uh, so is this what goes on for the next year up till you're done, and then when next do you connect with your Islam side? Yeah. And
0: and and to add on to that, yeah. How does it resonate for you at that point in time? You've you've gone from the fighting with the administration about. Attending whatever you're attending at the chapel, okay. now you're doing, you're teaching kids. I found yeah? Yeah, mm. an escape. Did, did, did it give you? Did you feel a bit more settled? And how long does that go for? To go on this question, um,
2: to be honest, I did it. It was an escape for me. It was an escape because I I do not believe in being somewhere my spirit is vexed yeah uh now in hindsight now i can say i was a bit more settled because if when i look back i i got involved in in other things because after the sunday school teaching we used to go to the Thogata old people's home where we would do community work Chill with those old guys. Some of them are senile, they tell you something, you're like, What? <laughs> you know. Uh, it opened me up to humanity a bit more. In hindsight, I can say that at the time I just wanted to be away from school on that Sunday for as long as I could. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So coming back to Kigondo's question. Mm-hmm. So you, how how long does this it, oh, it go yes. from 3 uh, from 3 and from 4?
2: Yeah, from mm. 3 and from 4. So I'm I'm still um I'm still not settled in the Christian faith. So after high school, I start going to church by myself. And again I do what I had done in class 7. Leo Nico Holy Family Kesho um church flani yapo i see karibu and then i started now i told myself okay i remember i started calling myself a seeker i stopped going to church and i started reading i used to frequent the macmillan library i started reading i came across books on hinduism i read on hinduism buddhism christianity again and islam And there was just something and um, the book that that did me in i can say i forget the title i forget the name of the author but the beauty about it was that he was a doctor from egypt who at one point had denounced all religion all ideas about a supernatural being and then he found himself again so it wasn't from a theologian and that struck a chord in my heart because this this was an just a guy going through life and discovering things about himself and spirituality. And the idea that this is a way of life. This is a way of life. Not not a not a coat you wear. And yesterday I, I met I met a guy, an old man called Wakanyote and we were talking about spirituality what a, what a beautiful name yes wakanyote <laughs> yeah we were talking about spirituality in in among the gekoyos before uh the advent before the white man came and he told me this is this is the example he gave he said spirituality among the gekoyo was not like christianity it was more like islam where every step of your life is guided by your, by your connection with, with God. It's it's, um, maybe it's a bit unfair to, uh, to claim all Christians wear the coat just like a court. Uh, but I guess that comes from, from the commercialization. Of religion, because even in Islam, uh, there are there's an, there are there are examples of communities who follow the teachings of Christ. Because even in Islam, Jesus is big, you know, Isa, Isa is is a big deal in Islam as well. And even before what we now call Islam, especially in the region. In Yemen, there's a region in Yemen where people solely followed the teachings of Isa, and even when Islam came, they were like, "Yes, this, this guys, yeah." I think, I think it's the commercial commercialization of religion that have made us see it like that. But yeah, so in 2008. Now that's when I felt this way of life. So I called, I called up Yusuf again and I told him, Yo, I've made this decision. He was like, Okay, let me connect you with someone. if truly, truly, this is what you want. So he linked me up with his uncle called Abd Qadir and we sat and he asked me questions, you know, he interrogated me because he told me people join for different reasons. There are those who join because they have this idea that the sense of community is so much, so they'll always have support. There are those who join because they want to be seen a certain way now. So he wanted to be sure that mine was coming from the heart. And we talked and I went to the mosque, said my shahada, and I started
1: practicing. Yeah. Quite a journey. Wow.
2: Question Is it
0: possible mm-hmm. g- going back from the history you just gave about the Gekoyu and Isa and the Christian? You didn't allude to this, but you didn't say, it, but you alluded to this the commercialization and the pedest pedestalization of Jesus in mm-hmm. Christianity. Yeah? Because we've done that and we can come to that discussion. Um, Is it possible in the midst of all that to practice whatever it is that you practice right now outside the umbrella of a religion?
2: Wait, 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 wait. Outside the umbrella of a religion. I believe it is possible. I believe it is possible. However, uh, it's not for everyone. (laughs) It's not for everyone because we can say all we want about organized religion. We can bash it all we want. But humanity, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't have made the steps we have. Not, not, Not from a religious point of view. I'm talking about education. I'm talking about healthcare. I'm talking even about the arts cultural stuff religion has played a big part it's just that that commercialization is so loud is so loud we can forget about it and uh, yeah it's it is possible because you we truly do not need religion to tell us right and wrong It's within us. It's within us. It's innate. Thank you. It's innate. Absolutely. It's innate. You know, we don't need that. We don't. However, life is full of mysteries, man. Life is full of mysteries. And I believe if we didn't have a way, I see religion as one, a coping mechanism. Two, as a way to organize society. And as a coping mechanism, man, when life hits you, when life beats you, and you choose to find solace in religion or whatever other way to cope with all these things you do not understand, you wake up, you plan your life. You have been told if you plan, uh, planning, planning, if you plan to fail, you fail to. Or if if you fail, if you you to, fail to plan. plan you're planning to fail but sometimes you plan bro and things don't and things don't yeah they just don't work yeah they don't yeah. work if if we didn't have a way to kind of explain that or help you come out of it we would spend so much time so much time trying to understand this wise you know and so Religion has come as a way to tell us, you know what, relax. And also, I believe having a reference like that keeps you grounded in a way because you're reminded throughout it's not you. Yeah. 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 It's not you. See, you. Yeah. but it,
0: I'd say I'd push back a little and say it's also you because
2: Yeah, it's also you. It's also (laughs) you because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some would say we are the reincarnation of God or we are God. Yeah, we are God. Hmm?
2: Yes, because I I also believe uh, we all have the voice of God in us. It's us. Hmm? The voice. And if it's in us, then it must be us. It must be us. It must be us. It must be us. how, How do you then not elevate yourself to a God? a god or elevate yourself above your fellow human how then how 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 do Mm. you get that balance
0: Mm. especially after you go past that window because again and we can dwell on this yeah (laughs) let's 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 do it okay Uh, you you can it does not happen to everyone Yeah. yeah again some would say from some of the teachings of Buddhist, for instance, and people who've contemplated multiple ways of approaching religion and done more philosophical comparative analysis of it. Right? Um, maybe Jesus and Muhammad and the rest of them, they're just people who had this divine thing that happened to them. Yeah, It opened them. They were just regular human beings, but then something happened to them and they changed. They saw something. We might call that the Holy Spirit or form of spirit, eh? but they had something divine happening yeah. to them, eh? And they taught they, they then went ahead to teach people how to live. They they spoke in parables because they had seen something that regular human beings had not seen. Yeah, they'd seen it. So maybe even for us, there is a possibility of us going past that hurdle, or maybe having some sort of divine mystical experience, eh? We might call it that maybe some of us do we we'll never know but the moment you find it out then maybe you can go past all this you elevate yourself into something else beyond that and that's why it's important for me even for us especially for this podcast to connect with people like you because you get to have those discussions and then explore what those possibilities are beyond that is it possible for you to be within organized religion And I know, of of course, people have done it, but is it possible for you and in the African context to be within organized religion and allow for room for critical thinking and question a lot of the dogmatic teachings of religion because they're everywhere, even in Islam, right? Yes,
2: absolutely. And along my journey, I met a certain Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Mahmoud. Uh the there's a mosque in South B called Al Al Huda, Al Huda Mosque, and he he always says, doubt is important. Question. You know, question. And I believe there is room for that. There is absolute room for that. Now the thing comes, my question now is this. Yes, there's room for that critical thinking. And if I identify under a certain umbrella, there is the dogma. Can I escape the dogma? (laughs) Can I still say, I'm a Muslim? Well, I don't pray five times a day. I only pray when I feel really connected. I don't do it as a ritual. You know, is there room for that? And is there room for coming out publicly and saying that, you know, I believe there's room for critical thinking. So what is the balance between the dogma and this other angle? Have you figured it out? COVID, when COVID hit and we couldn't go to places of worship anymore. It got me asking, why, why do we really always have to go? If truly, truly, yes, uh, there is the teaching that when we are meaning, you know, even our spirituality is concentrated, you know, somehow, mm-hmm. and also in Islam there is a teaching, you know, the um, when we all of us when after the prayer and everyone says Amin. Even in Christianity, everyone says "Amen" at the end. Uh, there's a Sheikh who said, "Sometimes, all of you—you you could be a thousand in this room, but 999 of you, at this moment, your faith is is low, is hakuna. But kuna moja at that point na mm. connect direct, mm. yeah." Mm-hmm. So I'm in niake in a Yeah, so man, I haven't. And I stopped I stopped practicing. I stopped practicing. I stopped practicing uh the ritualistic the ritualistic aspect of it. But I still find myself guided by, by the teachings. By the teachings. A lot. I find myself saying bismillah before taking a meal. I'll find myself thinking. Ah. So, sometimes sometimes I I feel like I want to go to a mosque. But then I'm like no. I'm good. But I don't know. That's where I'm at at the moment. And I'm also I'm also at a place where I'm like, answers. there are no answers, and I am allowing myself to have as many experiences as possible, uh, but also I'm trying as much as I can to filter my influences, <laughs> because I I believe you can let so many voices into you that you forget your personal journey, you know, because I believe spirituality is,
1: is a personal journey. Mm. Yeah. It's
2: a personal journey. That's
1: beautiful, bro. Um, that's really beautiful. Um, and I really admire your journey. And uh, I never thought I'd be one of the guys to quote The Alchemist. Wow. But here we are. Thank you. Yeah, because I feel. Um, the chat we've had for the last couple of minutes has been around that pursuing your personal legend. Mm. It never made sense to me. Well, yeah, sure, it's a big book. But uh, every book has its moment. And for me, that book makes more sense now because it comes back to trying to figure out the answers to life and realizing maybe there are none, but we only know the more we keep And yeah. uh, So I celebrate that. Thank you. Now let's throw it forward. Then we'll flesh it up as we go. By now, you already know busy being born goes anywhere and everywhere. Yes, and we like I love it. it. Yeah. Um, a sort of full circle moment where you play a character in Uradi mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's uh, who's sort of uh, you talked about this. radicalized. Yes. Mm-hmm. You f- your mom feared for you. Yes. Uh, More than a dozen years ago when you decided that is the path you are taking, then come 2020-2019, uh, I figure when you're shooting Uradi, you're playing this character. Yeah. How much of the character you played, you can tell us about the character. Guys can watch the film uh, on I Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one of our other guests was actually in the movie. Yeah. Peter, Kawa. Peter Kawa. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kawa. So, so please watch Uradi <laughs> on Netflix. And and please do it. Listen support. to the Peter Kawa episode Absolutely. as well. yeah. and, and support. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, were there were there moments that you, that you thought, "Oh snap, uh, this moment has appeared to me before, and I took a different path. Um, when
2: Ahuradi, uh, yes, Como, when I got the call for Uradi, and before I read the script, I didn't know it was about that, yeah? So when I read the script, And I saw that, at first I was like, okay, me as Bilal playing this, what are the ramifications? I thought about it. And then the more I read the script and realized it wasn't really about that, then it sat better with me, because um, I'm a sensitive artist. I do not shy away from subject matters, but I look at where I am in my life when something comes comes on, onto my plate. And I digress a bit. There's a play called Matchstick Men Written and directed by Martin Kigori. <laughs> uh, are you making it into a short film by any chance? It's, 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 uh, it will become a feature
0: film. Feature film. Yeah.
2: Okay. Thank you. Keep going. And every time we did it, he would start by, let's look at where we are as men. You know, even before we tackle the text. And that taught me. So every time I'm, I'm given a project, I look at where I am. As a human being, as a person, and how that resonates with the with the work I am about to tackle. So when Uradi came onto my plate, I had that reservation at first, and then when I realized it wasn't religious radicalization, I was like, okay. Because um the angle you take in storytelling is very important. And I do not believe in doing works that seem to bash a certain community or a certain way of life. Because these are people's choices. I have my own. I could watch something and I'm like, my toes are being stepped on, you know. Yeah, there was that.
1: Fantastic. And I like that you articulate uh, something that is very true. Uradi has... I don't has very little to do with religion, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so let's talk about that. How we Mm. get to Uradi, we'll cover that. I'm sure Kamande has a lot of questions around how we get there. Let's talk about that experience for you. How was it doing Uradi?
2: Ah, yeah. Uradi, Kwanzaa, when I was doing Uradi, I was on autopilot. And this is why. Just before Uradi, I had done my first ever storytelling show piece in a show called Random Stories of Kauzi. When Random Stories of Kauzi came along, I was in a I was in a daze, personally. Because the, the structure of the show is you have people telling stories, and then we have music. And it's preferred that the storyteller is the writer of their story. So Gladie Mwende, a beautiful lady, calls me, and she's like, I would like you on my KAUZI too. I was excited, first because KAUZI is one of my earliest childhood names. Kauzi. Uh, nicknames. Mm. Yeah, it was the Wha- second Were you a Kauzi? I was cheeky. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F-
0: when I went to school um, in <laughs> the slopes of Mount Kenya, uh-huh. we ambientized the name Kauzi. And you know what we used to call Chiki yeah. and Ngawzi. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is the most humble word <laughs> <laughs> ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so for the guys who don't know, Kauzi in at least Sheng back in the day used to mean... Nika kichuangomu. Eh kichungomu. Eh. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: So I was she told me, yeah, you so you write a story. Misa mm-hmm. my mental state does not allow me to write any creative piece. However, if you could find someone to write me a piece and still have me on the show, I would be fine. But if it's not possible, I must write. And I don't want to push myself because when I write, it can get crazy sometimes. And when you don't, and there was a time limit, you know. The show is happening in April, so you have, was it April? Me, I don't remember, 2019. So anyways, so one day she calls me and she's like, I found someone to write your piece. I guess the person she she got... Gondu? No, ah, no. Oh. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, Let's okay. work together Glady. Yeah, but yeah, we didn't that. Yeah. 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 Another lovely lady called Kafura. Kafura, I taught at Musagitao private. Whoa. <laughs> school. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Another full circle moment. And she wrote me this beautiful story. About a guy. From where? Mm -hmm. who came to Nairobi, blah, 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 after two life, the guy he came to live with was a thug and he didn't know. Him, his life was fine. And then until the day he realized, oh, I've been staying with her. And it was a childhood friend. Notice this story, this guy comes from Nyahururu. I haven't been approached for Uradi Uradi yet. And then I'm approached for Uradi. And this guy comes from Jafurur. Komu. And, like,
0: and Kafura was not involved uh, in no, writing waiting.
1: Not, okay. not at all. Not at all. Not at all.
2: So I'm like, okay, okay. So I I eventually I say yes to Uradi. And the two characters had a similar arc, almost, you know. They are both straight from uh, Nyahururu, coming to Nairobi to pursue different things. One was coming just to pursue life, whatever, whatever. Then I was coming to join Uni, Komu. And then the production dates after Kauzi, I got Uradi and then the production dates were moved. And in between, we got a gig to perform Kauzi. In Rwanda, so we go to Rwanda. We perform, and it opened up my eyes in another way, a different, different, totally different way as an artist and as a human being. How so? It was the first time I was performing outside my country. I had I had done a tour before, but in we toured the kenyan coast and the tanzanian coast and a bit of the mainland but back then i was a stage manager and i remember after that tour with Kaigua.
1: this is uh, daughter.
2: i remember after that show i came back to nairobi and told all the producers i was working with at the time if you're not casting me usinipatie kazi i don't want to be a stage manager anymore because i saw i felt i witnessed the spirituality of art through that show and i just wanted to be on stage again and forever anyway back to kauzi 2019 still in rwanda i get the call now from kikwetu the uradi people yo things are good now we are about to start shooting i'm like when we start rehearsals they give me a date i'm like i'm still in rwanda i'm still gonna be here for a few more days then we work out a way, one uh, that that allowed me to leave the festival early, but after performing, and come come to Nairobi. I travelled by bus. I got to Nairobi at 10 p.m. It's a 26-hour drive yeah. from Kigali to Nairobi, but amazing. I love long rides. I love long rides. It's amazing. It's amazing. So got to Nairobi. 10 pm, and then by eight, I have to be at rehearsals. And that's, well, that's one of the things that told me that was one of the indicators that told me already might be a good thing, a good film in the end. Rehearsals. Not many people in Kenya rehearse for film projects. And for me, rehearsals, the process is the show for me. The process is the product. Ah, uh, so. We start rehearsals. I've met people who have just fired me up. People from Congo, Zimbabwe, Sijui Armenia, Wapi. And I'm just like, yo. Bring it on. Bring it on. So we start rehearsals. We rehearse back to back. We start shooting back to back. This was the first time I was playing a lead that is heavy, 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 heavy. 90 something percent of the of the screen time wuko. So even the shoot was back to back. Back to back. Hakuna kulala. Ho oh, yeah, hakuna kulala. Aha. And I remember there's a time it was the most exhausting shoot I've ever done. But it was very exciting because it was a new experience for me. And there's a day my body crashed. There's a day my body crashed because of the fatigue i hadn't rested you you can't have a 26 hour drive and not take a, a rest bro you know so it, it was intense it was intense and i love that it was that intense because at the time uh, my personal life was a bit topsy turvy so that kuenda kaende kaende helped me helped me bring out calm the way it came out. I hope it did. Well, no, it was, it, was, it was brilliant.
0: Great to yeah. watch. Yeah. Um, I was so happy because as a big fan of, of you as an artist and as a friend. Bless. Always loved. i am um, always wanted for you to play that much within a film. Ah, uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. uncritical and very, what's the word? Very unprofessional. I don't know what the right word is. As a fan. Uh, Uradi might not be for me as a whole. You bring everything together. Maybe there are things I didn't enjoy about it. But the fact that Mwaora was lead and he killed it. Mm. Ah, everything else is details. Good enough.
1: Yeah. Oh man, Thank uh, you, I bless. I loved the opening scene. Ah, yes, bless, like, that opening scene. Yes, and Gikoyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And I told him, was yeah. Like, yeah. this is dope. Sana we man. the opening
0: scene of a movie on Netflix. Yes, to the world. Oh, wow. That African city. languages to the
1: world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah? Let me tell you when we watched this scene yeah. in Commander's house yeah. on Christmas day. Christmas day. Yeah. we are just ah. chilling. Iko, tuwachu I I really don't know because everyone else was in the house, so we didn't know what what was in the movie. Yeah. Ha. So every time, I think we were distracted. Yeah. Okay, Sawa, mm-hmm. one to watch. But we watched that opening, that opening scene. scene. I made sure I watched it a week later. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, I was like, hey, I these are him. probably
0: two of my. I love Mora, and then I, I had a bit of a history with.
1: Mm, nani Sokawa.
0: From high school days, we were friends. Chicks. Mm. there's Aha. a story here. Let's turn hey, the mic yeah, yeah, No, come on. Not <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> We yeah. should
1: have yeah. her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic hire. Certainly, my photo a train of thought. right, let's take this slightly back here. Yeah? Mm. So we've seen how you get to Radi, yeah? yeah. Let's take it back to two, three years before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the reason we haven't like chronologically decided to follow your career that way is because, bro, you're going to have so many interviews going forward, and in the recent past they've been back to back, and I'm sure you're telling this story again and again. Yeah, so we're busy being going born. Going that. We, so let's not yeah. <laughs> Let's do our thing. Yeah. So taking it back two, three years before, or maybe maybe two, when uh, Ganya came along. Ah, yes. Uh, in uh, in one interview uh, uh, i checked out you spoke about being in a moment of darkness and how it was nganya that sort of started bringing light to you yeah. this is before the storytelling gig this yeah. is before matstick Man comes along yeah. let's talk about that that moment of darkness yeah yeah jump in uh
2: i can trace that moment of darkness to 2013 but it really hit at the end of 2016, December, after a play we did, beautiful play called Nuts, where I had what I believe was my first spiritual moment on stage. Yeah. Um, So in 2010, I went to KU to pursue theater arts and film technology. After two years, I was so dissatisfied because I had Come from the industry, and I was of this. I was coming from the school of thought that academia should inform industry, not the other way around. Academia, in academia, is where we have people who should just be dedicated to study. research and study, yeah. you know, so that they can improve what is already out there. But then I found that's the opposite. There, you know. Out here, you know, and and film, especially film, it's a technologically driven sector. So when you find the disparity between what is in academia and industry is so big and it's not adding value to what you already know from the industry, it fucked me up because I was at a point where something was telling me, this is it, I knew this is it, but then again, I don't feel the support, I don't feel the structures, and then I go to school where I thought I would get that, and it hits me that no, here you're only expected, especially because we, after one year, because the, 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 um, the approach was different for the degree, course, and the diploma, for the diploma, the diploma guys, after one semester, they have hands-on skills. Mm-hmm. One, one of your cooperatives, V2 and everything. But us degree guys, we're just in class sitting. So we, we went to the chairman of the department. We were like, hey, why? Come on. We are here to be practitioners. And he was like, well, for degree, we want you to learn as much theory as you can graduate, come back, do your masters and oh. become lecturers. I was like... De, 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 de. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Me, I'm here to improve my craft. So that when I go out there, yeah, you I have grown. an edge. You have an edge, you, haven't, you yeah, know? Yeah. Well, I realized that. Cool a bit. So in 2012, I After two years, I quit. I quit school. And then I entered into a period of wilderness, of I was lost for a while because now sour. I've dropped out of campo the second time. So that means even family support and whatnot, yo, Kakando, because, hey, you know. And then those two years out in, in school, out of the industry is a long time. People had forgotten me, you know. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So in 2013, I just started going down a slippery path. And there's a period of total blackout in my life. And this is how I came to know about it. In 2018, when we were doing a a two-hander with Aroji, directed by Esther Kamba, written by dr mbogo i was working with a lady called Wanjira hassan and Wanjira tells me you remember that time we were working together on a play at a i'm like no Wanjira, we met at aroji's not at a i'm like yeah she's like yes we met at aroji's but one year later we worked together at a she named she named the cast list i was like no i remember working with those guys but not together So she goes to Facebook and produces a poster. And I'm like, I don't remember nothing. You know, and other incidents. And I'm like, I was on autopilot. I was monkey buying on projects. I would finish a show on Sunday. And the nature of FCA back then was there would be shows back to back. We finish a show on Sunday. And by Wednesday, we have started rehearsal for the next show. For the next show, bros, he Monday and Tuesday were just days of total despondency because I don't know what to do for these two days. For me, my practice had become also like a drug. You know, it's the thing I live on. It's the thing I live by. Um. So by the time 2016 comes after that show I told myself I'm going on a break I don't know for how long but I'm going on a break I didn't know it was my system telling me yeah we are sending you on a break because after that it was just total darkness for about six months 200717 it was crazy the thing that kept me alive the thing that kept me going uh, was Nash Nash is one of my children at the time I lived with him and I lived for for the morning when he would wake up and I would prepare him for school Nimpa Keshule The school was in the same, in the same compound that we lived in. So one day Ngash tells me, Baba, see, to see, I be taking myself. And I remember it broke me. It broke me because, of course, he doesn't know that how important that moment is. And between that 8.30 and 3 p.m., before Nimuende, I am just a zombie, you know. And I remember. Now when I got the call from Ganya, Nice called me, Nice Kedenji. you know. During that period, I locked out everyone, you know, you, you, Utaki, because you feel you feel like a failure. You feel, and then you try telling people, I have lost in my confidence in myself as an artist, and they're like, where, Bilal? You know, so you realise, okay, kumbe yeah, see last money about it. So you clam up and the more you climb up the more it gets shittier. Yeah. It eats you up. It eats you up. Um and then I started slowly before nice called me, I started finding solace again in religion. Because I would go to the mosque and I would just after everyone after the Juma prayer, the communal prayer, I would just move to a corner, pretend I'm reading the Quran and just cry. Mm -hmm. So I'd drip it over myself and just, you know. And I would feel better. So when NICE calls me and she's like, you remember that project I told you? They, because they had done the, the pilot in 2013. So for four years, they had been trying to peddle it uh, to broadcasters. So in 2017, they get someone to do it. And she's like, this is the question she asked. Are you still an artist? <laughs> and I remember n- taking a moment to think about it before responding and I told her yes. So I went for the for an audition. When she called me I thought it was a throughpass. And then she tells me there's an audition. I almost told her see si Fani. Because I was afraid of auditioning because I was at a point where I didn't feel I still have it. So I went for the audition and got the role. I season 1, yanganya. I did no research on Abdi, I did the beauty about it was the role I was given, Kamagera, it's a life I had seen, it's a life I had seen uh, at some point for a few months after high school, root 44, there was a match, it was a soldier, sometimes it you know, Mm. Nini. So it's a life I had. You know, it's a it, it was a role I had lived. So I just let it consume me. Ay, 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 and it it helped me come back as an artist and as a human being. Yeah. God. Oh, Jesus.
1: This aye. is beautiful, bro.
0: With within those six months and as right before maybe Nice calls you and asks you this question whether you're still an artist. Is there any narrative going through your mind? What's what's the story you're telling yourself, especially in this time um, when Nash has gone to school? So between 8.30 and 3. Mm. What's the story? Is there, is there, first of all, is there a story at all? Is there something? Are there thoughts consuming you yes, or are you just zombieing, no thoughts at
2: all? There are thoughts, bro. Yeah. And the thing that I did, I projected it. Uh, I projected everything I was feeling, my shortcomings, my everything. I projected them, and if he had listened to me when I told him I want to be, you know. So you project that and build up so much bile. That's what I did. And then also, you you, you feel like a victim. So you want to cling on to something. So that's what, that's the main, main thing that I did. And I would sit and it would consume you. It would consume me. It would consume me. And then one day in a moment of clarity, I was like, No. This is all he knows. Where he's coming from, that's all he knows. He only knows this: the normal, go to school, do this, get a job, do that. It was yes, out of fear that the path I am following will will take me nowhere. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, you know, and that can only come from someone who wants the best for the you. best for you. But in that moment of darkness, you don't know how how we own yeah. sure. yeah. someone will come and tell you that. But you just closed up. You don't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also then, those thoughts—they would they would consume me a lot. And also, another thing, I stopped doing. I stopped following what's happening on the art scene, you know. I stopped because now no, I don't want to find your way to I don't want to find. I don't want to find me. Me neither. To you know. And I say it hit in 2016 and then 2017 though ya just your stationary your zombie mode. But from 2013 to 2016, the number of kilometers I covered in Nairobi just walking around. Just walking around in a heightened state. <laughs> of whatever. Amen. Amen. And I look back, I look back, and I'm like, that is, that is one of my, the most special moments, periods of my life. Because if I did not give up your time, I could give up, in that period, I met people who have given up on life. You meet someone in town, He's in tatters. he's in what you think he's mad. Then I sit down to talk with him. (laughs) And he tells me, I used to live in Kangemi, I had a house. One day I'm like, no, this responsibility is too much. I'll go to town. I look dirty, no one has expectations over me. And sometimes you sit and think, yeah, if no one has expectations over you, you can do whatever without thinking about the consequences. But then you're like, no. And then I meet someone and they tell me, <laughs> one of one thing thing that kept me going, I would meet someone and they tell me, Maze, Maze I watched you in a play two years ago. Hey, Mazebu, don't stop what you're doing. You know, whatever keeps you going, keep on. And I would ask myself, exactly what keeps me going? I don't know, but whatever it is, it helps me to keep going. Yeah. Wow. Well. I, I I want I kn- I'm,
0: I'm I know where we want to go. We want to throw it back, but before we do that, no.
2: Did you lose hope? Funny enough, I never did. I never did lose. I never f- got to a point where I felt it. It will never get better. I never got to that point. I never got to that point of hopelessness. I got close to apathy, but I didn't. Hopelessness, no.
1: Mm.
0: You know. always the times so I helped helpless.
2: Yeah. But as I said, early on, safari So I used to remind myself, this is that part of the journey where you're just in a tunnel. a will keep going, even. If you go back, Mali, where, wherever you got into the tunnel, there's light, So don't go back. See, there's another opening at the other side. And we'll keep going.
1: Mm. Yeah. The only way through it is through it. Yeah, man. Be- beautiful, man. Yeah. Amazing. Um, a couple of things have definitely come up yeah. through that. Uh, so just uh, to, to settle this Guinea, whether we'll go back, we don't have to really. We sort of... Uh, through Radi, we've gone a few steps back in the years so, um you mentioned Nash mm. um, by this time in your season he's clearly old enough to to uh, to go to school yeah and be also uh, you've done a couple of interviews so with figure you have a couple of kids yeah yeah so is Nash the first child and two? at what point in your story and how does it make you feel when you now become a father? Because one of the biggest differences so far between Kamande and I is the fact that uh, I'll get into it. I'm sure there's something that shifts yeah. uh, and I can even see it by just knowing him in person. So, is this something for you, Ama? Does this throw you off? The Nash and uh, uh, yeah. his siblings.
2: Nash is the most famous because he's, he's the one I lived with actively for long. But Nash is actually the second. The first born is Malik. Malik was born and then Nash was born nine years, nine months later, sorry. They have a nine month difference. So I remember when Malik was born, because Malik was a love child. Yeah, and a love child. Tell no. us what that yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know what it means. Yeah. yeah you have uh, your person, but you get someone else pregnant. Yeah. And you own up, and they're like, okay, I will still be with you. So, what are you planning with the other kid? I'm like, because in Form One, I made, I remember making a personal decision that however I may come. But then also, I don't believe in being with someone just because of a baby. So when Mama Malik told me she's expecting Malik, that just threw me off totally. And I remember uh I had planned to drop out of school. Immediately I got to know that. In you had in- to hustle full mode. Were you in school now? Yeah, I was at KU. Ah. Just barely. Mm-hmm. So I remember deciding i'm quitting school ninge to hustle mode you know and then someone told me no you can still do this you can make it work yeah when nash comes along i'm living with the mother and i'm like, i decided now this i have to have a say in this child's life i have to be there too because I wanted I wanted to have an imprint in his life. And there's a period where I was a house husband, you know. And this was intentional because I realized we are both artists. We were both artists. We didn't have a a live-in nanny. So Leo neighbor Because we are both gone for rehearsals or shoots the other day a friend, the other day who... I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll take care of him for whatever this number of years. And that... that taught me a lot. That taught me a lot. And by the time we are separating and we are not living together anymore, I felt... It hurt, but I felt he'll never forget me. There are lessons that he got from me that he will carry for life. And then the other day I came across a quote. It's attributed to Khalid Husseini. Maybe I'll paraphrase. Our children are not of us, but from us. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it taught me. It has also taught me to to let go. Yeah.
1: It still hurts though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So after this season, uh, what are the choices you make differently with the children that follow?
2: You know, all my children are oops babies. Wait, how many children do you? Four. Have? Oh, okay. All my children are oops babies, yeah. <sighs> and that's, that's the thing that makes... <sighs> I'm always torn, I'm always torn. A big, big part of me fills the void. But then again, I'm not in their lives like physically
0: minute by minute minute by minute or even
2: every day or even every day or for periods but what i thank god for is that they are being raised in environments of love and they have and they all have male figures in their lives because i believe Yes, it is important, and I believe it makes a difference if the biological father is present and they're getting these lessons from them. However, I am at a place in life where I am able, especially where I am able to say I made the mistakes I made. This child I did not plan for. But that doesn't mean they weren't supposed to be. Because I believe everything is as it should be. And everything happens for a reason, you know. So I look at where they are and I'm like, I can sleep at night knowing that I play my part, the part that I play, And I'm just praying our paths converge for all of us. Yeah.
0: Do do you see the differences between Nash and the rest of them because you're able to physically have a bigger imprint on him?
2: Malik from early on has had his maternal grandfather with him. And I can say for the boys, they are so similar. And they are both value driven. They are very young. But I remember even as a small kid, you buy Nash a snack. Kegod you buy him a snack. Kamade comes, he wants to buy him a snack. He'll be like, no, Nikosawa, Kegod Ashani. You know, yeah, Yeah. and for Malik, since he's had his maternal grandfather with him, who is a very upstanding gentleman, he also has those values, and they both love school, which I didn't at their age, (laughs) and I can say they both had that foundation. Uh, the younger girl, the youngest, who is three months old, that I see and spend a lot of time with. And that, that connection that we are building when she's this young. Because you know, a three-month-old, you hold her and she smiles at you, it's it's different. more. Right? It's, yeah. Mm. So I that's why I I'm, I say I am I am grateful I am grateful that they have people in their lives who are imparting values in them in my absence yeah
1: thanks for going there
0: 100 yeah. you wanna go yeah um so when I talked about going back when you told us the story of the dark place. It was not literal. I wanted to go back to maybe literal in some sense. What is the relationship between you and your father growing up and how much of an mm. influence has it had on you even as a father? Yeah. So to bring those two
2: points together. Thank you for that, bro. I, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> growing up, my father. <sighs> my earliest memories of my father are when I was about three, four, and it was us taking him to the airport for father, as he went for further studies in the UK. From a very young age, my father was not present in our lives as much, but not because he was an irresponsible father. Because he spent a lot of time abroad pursuing higher education up until from when I was about three to up until I was in class seven. That's when I'm about 13. So there's a wow. 10 year period where he would be in and out, in and out, in and out. My mother was a constant, and I had three elder sisters, and there were always women in our home their relatives, my mother's friends, my mother was a nurse at Moranga General Hospital and she was a leader at the hospital. So we always had women around. And I remember when my father was around, he was father. I remember him, his seat a Misaviwa Sapa, yeah. But what was interesting about our relationship? we didn't talk much. We still don't talk much. But we used to communicate through books and newspapers from when I was a kid. he would come in the evening and the first thing he does is give me the day's paper. he would travel, he would come back with all types of gifts and like an old book you know on something every time and i growing up that didn't disturb me it didn't. It was okay, it was what we had, but I would see my neighbors and their fathers go for things, outings, all that. We are not doing that. And in my in class seven, that's when I started thinking, I'm going there's something I'm missing because I remember it was a lesson in CRE about family cohesion and all that, and it was big on family outings and all no. I'm like, we don't do this. but I'm like, wait. Christmas you Jambuzi. Pamoja as a family, yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's it, you know. But, and my father was not the type to teach you, to, to sit you down and give you life lessons. No. And also, one other thing, as a child, growing up, I was almost always top of my class. And I took up responsibility even in school quite early so people I was like a small adult I I usually feel as if they thought I would be okay you know I looked fine I thought I would be fine so we, we didn't have that father son come here we spend moments together I teach you skills what but Later on in life, I realized especially my work ethic, I could only have picked from my father. Unconsciously. Yeah. Because my father is your consummate A-level worker, you know. Always on time. He will plan his work. You know, excellence, all the his reports are excellent. Um when i after high school in high school i started craving that close relationship because now i saw it now with other guys and their fathers when they come visiting and all that because my father only came once to my high school the last prayer prayer day (laughs) the final prayer day and i remember in form three i wrote a play that that won the inter, inter-house competition in school. I had a phone in school illegally, so I texted my father and I'm like, I, did this, I wrote this play and it won. I hope you support me in my future endeavors. I'm big on words, words stick with me. I always remember things verbatim. And he replied and said, okay, thank you. When you come home, there'll be something for you. So I go home and find, I mean, a part of me died. I'm like, no, I didn't want money. I was just home the other day for mid-term. I have money. But I didn't communicate what I was feeling. You know, I didn't. And I think that is it aloofness? That What is it? What's the word? What what word can we use? Has also impacted me because sometimes I honestly feel like I don't want to be so much in their lives. I want them to find their own path. But then again, I'm like, um, a part of me tells me that's throwing children in the wilderness. And a part of me feels that was done for me to me and i can say i haven't turned out as badly as i would have but then again it can be the same for them yeah. right so yeah. i it's something i really really
0: struggle with yeah the interesting thing about parenting and how you were parented is that you cannot go back and run a scientific experiment mm-hmm. and see this is how i was brought up and this is how i turned out whether I was right or not we can put some measures to it and if, for instance in your case we will never know how you'd have turned out if your father if your father was different we can't go back and run our experiment yeah i can't go back and run an experiment and say this is maybe how i'd have turned out whether by whatever standard's good or bad if we changed this aspect of how i was brought up eh? but I think you should maybe er that's what I'd call it, towards mm-hmm. towards presence yeah. um maybe that that's what I think um I think it it's you can experiment now yeah you can experiment not a, not really experiment but you can leave it yeah you can you can do something now yeah yeah? yeah yeah and it's it's good that you're thinking about it and, yeah. and you're trying you're somewhere Diana. between those de- mm. those two decisions um see what works um um, I read a lot about it. Um, I have my thoughts about it. I will not try to impact them. On <laughs> because I do not know I don't yeah. know. I struggle with understanding, and sorry to maybe spend a bit of time on this, but yeah. on parenting. Yeah? Yes, sir I don't know I, I don't know if whatever I'm doing will end up being the right thing for my kids. I can't tell you that. yeah. I can't say that even now, my firstborn at three years old, whatever I've done. Might have in any way affected them, yeah. and, I, and the literature is out there. There's a lot of nature versus nature. The best I can do is do my best, yeah. right? and then whatever happens happens. But I cannot attribute anything to them. I'll never know because we, again, we cannot run that experiment. I I can't disappear and then not disappear at the same exact point in time, and then see the results of that. You can't compare uh-huh. those two things. Huh? Yeah, yeah? makes sense.
2: Makes makes a lot yeah, of yeah. We sense. cannot do that. Yeah. So
0: even whatever I'm telling you, I have my thoughts about it. It's based on a lot of reading and talking to people like you. But I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's some data that says, for instance, you're saying the presence of a biological father has a certain impact on how a kid turns out. And there's some data out there that also says, yeah, just if it's not a male figure, a male figure—it's uh, not just the biological father. The presence of a male figure. There's some stats about how kids end up turning. But then there are others, the outliers as well. Mm. Yeah? The outliers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. ajiro, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gi- yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So we'll never find out, yeah.
0: Um, mm. um, what's my point? My point is, I'm I'm very glad that you're thinking about that, and I I pray that your thoughts lead you somewhere to a decision, and if not a decision, um, then you know, the most important thing is the well-being of those kids, for sure.
1: And yeah. thank you, bro. Stay busy but. being born. Stay busy being born. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Aye, let's 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 talk a bit about Mom. Mom. Yeah. My let's talk yeah. about mom. Yeah. Then this hey. might also help us shift into a bit of play mode. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about mom and the female figures in your life. Um what's what's the relationship now? We've seen how it was around uh two thousand and eight or that season of the shift. But um yeah growing up, especially now Dad being away, and also um uh, now that she's older, right? yeah yeah, what's the relationship? does she come to your place etc, etc. my mom is the one person I talk to most,
2: yeah uh it is the one relationship, the one personal relationship that for me has grown so much and so organically. She's the person I have fought the most in life, with the most in life. And she's the person who now, I feel gets me the most, you know. Um, She has mellowed with age, and I have come to understand her also as a person and as her son. And I must say, ah, Cecilia, she she gives me she gives me wind under my wings my mom is the type of person who i'll call and she will just tell me something and i love her because she's always laughing you will tell her the worst thing the first thing she'll do is laugh she will laugh at you And then she'll tell you something, and you'll be like, okay. I remember today, this morning, when I was taking a shower, a thought came to me, when in doubt, listen to your mother. You know? And that's the place we are at. I like that. <laughs> at the moment. I Because growing up, I didn't see it, but now I see how much fought for us, especially that year period uh, when 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 my father was away he was not a working student most of the time and if he was a working student he's doing a newspaper vendor his odd jobs to keep keep him going so my mom she was a practicing nurse a midwife she was running a shop she was at some point she's selling vegetables at some point she's we grew up in moranga at some point she's come to Nairobi karyobangi set up a potion meal at some point ana uza maka at some point because we are five we are five as much to feed and I have come to appreciate that so much no she does not come to my place
1: uh, yeah yeah oh good oh yeah. good uh but she's clearly very much in your in your life yes she's it, she's the one
2: person in the whole family who is in my life the most mm. and um, I love are,
1: are there
0: points at which you might find you yourselves diverging in terms of how to live life or ideas and how do you handle mm. that
2: we, the way I see it, my mom and I are past that face okay. because whatever decisions I make these days, when I talk to her about them, even if she does not believe in it, she will listen, she will not be judgmental, she will give me a piece of her mind, but I don't feel it has any negative vibe. Like before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if there comes a point where we diverge, I don't see it and I don't want it. I'm very intentional now about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very. Nice. Stucky. As what's up, bro. Um,
1: all the best with the relationship Thank and you. all these relationships and the career journey and everything. Yeah. Now I want to play around uh, mm. as we jump into the play. a uh, sign Maria? Maria <laughs> <Sanza>. <laughs> <laughs> So this time at least I si going yeah. normally in a coan Ah, language. <laughs> 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 so uh, I'll start with and this is not in terms of age. But this is in terms of the figures they could play, yeah. Uh-huh. Just share what comes to mind, and these are people who've popped along your journey, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll start with mother figures in your career journey. Yeah. Uh, a word or two. Dorothy Etubah, uh-huh. ahaha, kaigua. yes, sir. Veronica Mwaura. Oh yes. Allow me to start with Veronica
2: Mwaura. Because Veronica Maura is the person who watched me as an eighteen year old from four students. Pupil. Has a secondary high school, student. but only pupil. Student. Student. <laughs> <laughs> and told me you could do this after high school, you know. And she gave me my first chance at embodying a character outside school and just started me out on this journey. And I am so grateful that I decided to perform on that day because I had an injury. I had burnt my foot, uh boiled it a good one at Lake Bogoria during a geography trip, <laughs> <laughs> and I performed with a bandage, and it was that stubbornness to perform because they had prepared an understudy for me. I was like, "No, I'm gonna do it with the pain." And she helped me, especially with something that is the craze right now in film acting called eye acting. She was the first person to tell me, This is your eyes. Imagine they are, they are the it. Yeah? And that discipline, the discipline I have, especially in my approach to a script. Ilianza na Nakosheya. Yeah. Uh, 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 Ronnie.
1: Ronnie, Yes. Yes. She's been mentioned before. By Pitakawa. By yeah. yeah. And I'm sure another guest. I'm yes. not sure who. Mm. Probably Jackie Vike. I'm uh, not sure. <laughs> uh, mumbikaigua. Ah uh, yes, Mumbikaigua. 2010.
2: 2010. I am stage managing more than I am acting. So one day I used to drink back then. Um at Habesha. Habesha at night. I go to the washrooms. Who do I meet? Kwa corridor, Nice someone else who has had a lot incredible influence in my life as an artist. She's like, We were discussing yesterday. I'm like, you and Mumbikaigo is looking for a stage manager for a show and you were mentioned. So expect her call. This was a Friday. I think at a bombay, li I'm like Mumbi because I had heard about Mumbi kaigo, the legend. So Saturday, she calls me. Okay, ple- pleasant surprise. She tells me she has a show. Kigezindoto. daughter, They're about to tour Kenya and Tanzania. At the time when she calls, I had gone back to set books. I was with Roni again. And so she, gi- she gives me the dates. And I had already started rehearsals with Ronnie. So I told Mumbikaigwa, I'm committed somewhere. Uh, I don't think I'm able to do this. She's like, oh, okay. What if we do the first leg without you and you can join us on the second and third leg? And this is someone who doesn't know me. And that's the thing. You're, what would they say? You are what precedes you. Mm-hmm. Your reputation, Your reputation yeah. precedes you. Yeah. So she s- hired me on the strength of other people's referrals. So to travel and then I joined uh, the Arts Canvas, Turubai Zafani, that's her company. We started the shows, bro, and Kigezindoto daughter for me, as I said earlier, opened me up to the spiritual aspect of performance, because it was a fusion. It was a fusion, of uh, traditional drums, uh, narrations, and it was just a crazy thing. And I remember at the end of the tour, uh, she asked me, what is your dream? So she opened me up to following your dream. Don't just do it because you can don't just do it because you have a platform to do it is this your dream and that's when it hit me it is my dream but on that stage mm. more than stage managing stage managing and i remember having esoteric conversations with Momi kaiwa mm. she she has a crazy mind she's and a brilliant mind. She's <laughs> a brilliant mind she's a brilliant mind and a different way of looking at life and that period helped me to start thinking about art in a more spiritual way, and also it opened me up to the possibilities. I traveled. Uh, I, I, At the time, you know, I'm young, I'm excited about the
1: tour and all these hotels we are going to. Yeah. And I'm like,
2: all oh, because of art, you know? Yeah. Like Sunite and <laughs> Ipeleka. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: worked out all right clearly. Yes. Um, Dorothy Getuba. Yeah. And I'll probably, after Dorothy, Mm. the others I'll just do probably word by word. Word. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go for Dorothy.
2: Dorothy Getuba, I met in 2014. We met at KICC. There was an artist thing. I forget what it was. I think it was a film market, something. Turns out she had watched me perform on stage. The craziest show I've ever done to this day. It was a far yes, but it stretched me because I played triplets. I played triplets, and she told me, "You have something." However, I'm not telling you that so that I can work with you. I would like to help you in structuring your art, you know, your brand. And we used to have early morning Java meetings. 7am 7am and we just sit i remember at the time i was struggling with the purity of art you know you meet people they tell you how much you're doing and you feel a part of you feels like that praise is not necessary because you feel like i'm just a normal guy doing what I love and what I'm expected—it's like clapping for the government for naniing roads. No, it's their responsibility, you know. And especially my involvement with social media, which I still struggle with. And this is the thing she told me that I still hold on to today: do not believe the hype, because after the hype. If you don't have your craft in check, you, you're
1: you yeah, nothing. What do you have? Yeah, you yeah. know.
2: And I really appreciated that. Uh, we never worked together. And I never felt the need to want to work under her. But those early morning meetings, they shaped me. Oh, and, and something else she told me, You must always have that hairy thing. That thing you want to do that is so hairy and scary, but you know if you don't do it, a part of you is going to die. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. When the
1: student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Tick tick tick. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, so I'm about to. Uh, I'll just say names. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. And if you're not familiar and you're listening to this ep- uh, clearly, you're listening to this <laughs> episode. If you're not familiar with these people, check them out. We might have them on uh, the epi- uh, the podcast. I want to talk to now. Yeah. She's oh, really dope. Well, um, bros. Um, so I'll yeah. throw a name. You say a word. Uh-huh. Just a word, yeah. Nice <laughs> kidenji. Ah, magico. Daddy Mato.
2: Daddy Mato. Brother. <sighs> okay, not a word. He looks out for me in ways sometimes I don't even understand. Yeah, he's in my DMs telling me, bro, this and this advice. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it wasn't a word. Oh, yeah. good, oh, good. Yeah. Mkamze, Mkamze, mind blowing, mind blowing. Gili, Gili, Gilbert Lukalia, Gilbert Lukalia, Gilbert Lukalia, Gilbert Lukalia. <laughs> you Gilbert Lukalia, Gilbert Lukalia, Gilbert Lukalia, Gilbert Lukalia. No pressure on the word. Because Gilbert Lukalia has been one of the people that first day I saw Gilbert Lukalia, I didn't know who he was. He was standing on the steps of KNT. You know those steps? Mm -hmm. And I was on the other side of the Kenya National Theater. He was holding for Kisimani in his hands. But just the way he was standing, something told me that's someone you should know. Mm. <laughs> and I've worked with him, and every project I've worked on with him has made me appreciate at a bit more. Okay, we'll work with that. Yeah, um, you can edit uh, a <laughs> bit.
1: Not at all. We love it this way. Washeke? <laughs> is that only washeke? Oh, a sheke is a brain. I just love to pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then last but not least, Caroline Odongo. Caroline Odongo, coach. Coach, I can say
2: without... What what do we say? In 2018, we had a play. The only time Caroline Odongo has has directed me and it shifted my approach to performance totally. Caroline Odongo was the first person... I was the first one I had saying comedy is serious business. And her approach to, especially character and motivation, was just different mm. from what I had experienced before. Mm. So for me, she's coach,
1: truly and wonderfully. Yeah. And to crown it all, a word or two. And I'll put two in the same bracket. Rest in peace, Derrick Amunga and rest in peace. Sir Sir Jacob.
2: It saddens me that what I say today about them, I didn't say to them back then this way. Of course, I used to tell them thank you, but the impact they had on me. Sir Jacob just started Giving me books, you know. I didn't, I don't know how he knew that I would appreciate it or I would welcome the gesture. And we would go for lunch and we eat fish and ugali and talk about all these concepts in art. He introduced me to the isms of art, introduced me to books and Slavsky and also writing books before I told him I'm a writer. It's what you say when the student is ready and Amunga, Amunga saw me, watched me in high school and then he saw me lining up for to buy a ticket and he told me about an audition and I knew people in the production who hadn't told me about this audition and a lot especially when you talk about reactions and timing in performance i learned it all from amunga i remember before working with him uh we had done a play and the director wanted us the, so those de, you know those delayed reactions Split-second delayed reaction, but mm-hmm. they make the difference yeah. in a performance. He wanted that, but I hadn't I hadn't grown enough. Nuance. You know, yes, those nuances. And he always told me, watch, watch Amunga. So when I got the chance to work with him, and I was under his wing for a while, I soaked him up. I, and there's a day Mbeki Molimo told me, you have so much Amunga in you, <laughs> and I
1: felt good yeah that's a yeah. good thing
0: yeah. yeah you might be wondering who derrick amunga is besides being one of the most talented artists that yes ever graced yeah. and we had the luck of having in yeah. kenya um for those who are my age growing up there's a program <laughs> called what was what
1: was his role Master, Master, Sugu. Sugu. Master Sugu. There you yeah, go. scared us. Yeah, scared us yeah, yeah, scared his, kids. his kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he was cool. He was cool. No he scared me <laughs> shitlessly. <laughs> <laughs> like what I'm talking about. <laughs> Karumanzira. Karumanzira. <laughs> oh, oh, karu. <laughs> yeah. ah, yeah. Marie is a bit lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and, <laughs> yeah. and the science. And the science.
0: I want to explore one last part. Yeah. It's related to everything that we've spoken today about. And it's okay if you're not willing to talk about it. Nah, but what's the place of any sort of mind-altering substances in your life?
2: Yeah, Uh, a big part. When I started smoking marijuana, at first it was curiosity. I remember in high school, by the second week, people were suspecting that I'm a smoker, I'm a stoner. Why? Why? because of the color of my eyes, even when I'm not high, like now, my eyes still look suspect.
0: You remember what Giuliani said? Yeah.
2: Eh? (laughs) See? Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, But then again, I started, then I started reading on it and got into the science of it and started being intentional about what I smoke, and about and started listening to my body and especially when my anxiety goes crazy it has helped me a lot and during my period of darkness nash yes partly religion but also my stoner circle the herb yeah Mm -hmm. the herb Every time, anytime I would have dark thoughts, especially towards my father, and then I smoke up, I become lucid. And I can see the humanity in what he's doing. And the futility in your dark thoughts. Yes, sir. I love Zikishuka. So for me. So for me, especially when I became intentional and got to learn about the science, the THC, the CBD, and all that, and I almost felt vindicated when I came to learn that we have cannabinoid receptors it, all over our body. I was going body. to say that,
0: including in your eyes. Even, and especially that's in the eyes. the ice. most fascinating <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> not the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks that, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no. It's yeah. because of
2: the, it, the cannabinoid receptors yeah, the, the, the The eyes. concentration in the eyes is yeah. crazy. I, I think for me, that's that's the worst, That's the where they're mostly concentrated. Because <laughs> my eyes, after yeah. one puff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gone, red. Yes. Uh, it is a big part of my life. I am intentional about it. Sometimes I use it for recreation, creation, but sometimes I use it to fire up my mind.
0: As a medicine.
2: Yes, and also as a medicine. And I, for me, it's an herb. For me, it's, it's not a drug. I will not just go out to smoke these days at a just because we're hanging out and yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Yeah. no, yeah, see lasma, and I find that when I use it like that, it's more beneficial to me. And bro, yeah, Yeah. Mm.
0: (laughs) It's, it's interesting you bring that up. That up, one of the things I've been binging on in the last maybe. Three weeks has been lectures of Alan Watts. Mm. I don't know if any of you have read any Abu. We were talking about Abu uh, with Abu about this in the in the morning before he started recording, and he he made obviously there's a lot to learn from such lectures. But one of the things he talked about is the difference between diet and medicine. Mm. So something like a herb, it's not a diet. Don't make it a diet in yeah. any way. Yeah, just something that you use and eat every day. Mm. You don't eat uh, take aspirin every single time. Yeah. Mm. yeah? There is something in your body that needs to be treated, then that's when you bring this curative or this sort of treatment. Yeah, that's what's, uh, And be very careful because sometimes you can make it a diet, and then that has the counter effect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I like that you say that because it resonates yeah. with this very fresh point in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And 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 it's the same with not just substances, but anything that changes you, that that helps you deal with anything. Yeah, Mm. if you make it a diet, then um, one of the arguments is also about you know church. Yeah, church is supposed to cure you Mm. and heal your spirit. Don't make it a diet as well, and that's controversial.
2: Ah, now the the fight now against what I was talking about the balance Mm. between dogma exactly and and Mm. practicing full circle. When your spirit
0: yes, is in need. Is in need. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And and so spiritualists including not spiritually, priests and anyone who runs anything that claims or purports to speak to the spirit, maybe should learn a bit from the physician. Because the physician wants you to heal and then not come back. The the true one. one of the true one, the Holy true physician. Eh? The yeah. True... <laughs> yeah, the true physician. Eh? Yeah. yeah. And if you come back another day, then he'll see you. But his goal, are they... the good yeah. one. Goal is yeah. like traditional healers. That's a yeah. good hmm? oh, anyway, I I sorry. Uh, <laughs> it just that just yes. resonated with me. And yes. It's yeah. Uh, that that point is that idea is very yeah. fresh in my mind. And I'm very glad to hear you say that. Of course he's a taboo subject to speak around here. For sure. But I think everyone will come around to it. Eventually. Everyone will, Maybe see or if not, then the generation from here will be at a larger percentage of people who see the science and benefit of certain things, and yeah maybe uh, go back to where this started because all you, sometimes all you need to do is read about the history of these things yeah, yeah? and and also know
2: why it's been banned, yeah and also why it's uh, been, yeah.
0: yeah exactly mm-hmm. so the historical the uses of this, yeah. why yeah. this happened and then yeah. coming to why it was banned as well yeah. and maybe. It, it it doesn't have to happen in this generation. We don't have to change everyone's mind about it. Yeah. But we have changed our minds about it. And maybe. Maybe yes, the next generation. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see it very differently. And that percentage of people who believe and see mm-hmm. things that way will increase. And that's how we change society.
1: I bet there was a conversation about someday there being aeroplanes. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a norm now. It's a norm now. Yeah, yeah and you even go. flying cars, bro. <laughs> there there you have go. A day. <laughs> we have flying cars now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So hey. I think uh, we can uh, now wrap it around the very futuristic but also very, uh what's the word? very healing ending uh, to the conversation, bro. Asante sana. Thank you so much for Thank your time. You. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for all that you do out here, man, for just being human. And uh, I think... Many have come, and uh, and many will come after us on this table. But very few times will I find myself thinking, man, I I really love this human being. (laughs) And not because I'll I'll, I'll be a hater, but bro, just know, I love you, I appreciate you, and I always wish you so much goodness. Najwa, mm. for your career and for yourself as a human being as well. Yeah. So I celebrate you, bro. Thank, thank you. I'm still <laughs> busy being born yeah. Um Two
0: questions that we must ask. Ah, okay. Thank you, bro. The, the first one is, you. Um, if you had to put out a message out there on a T-shirt or whatever, and that message would resonate across the continent, what would that message be?
2: You know, I've listened to your episodes. So I knew this question was coming mm, and I'm still not <laughs> <laughs> the thing, The thing I believe that we have been told so much that I think is false is that you need so much to start. So for me it would be start where you are, don't wait, mm-hmm. yeah. start
0: where you are, love it. And, yeah, the last one is, um, what are you reading right now? Mm. If not, what are the philosophical thoughts that
2: you are spending a lot of your time on? Uh, I've just finished reading Siri Sirini. Siri Sirini is the first of a trilogy, uh, written by Rocha Muzungo Chimera. It's a Kiswahili novel reads like an African Game of Thrones. So I've just finished reading the first part. Uh, I am looking forward to the second and third. Yesterday I picked up an old copy of London verse of English verse. London something. London book of English verse. (laughs) It's been gathering dust. I took it up and read some ancient poetry. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, philosophies um, I live by. At the moment, I'm in a space of acceptance. I'm in a space of fluidity. I am big on fitness. And fitness teaches you, one, you have energy reservoirs you didn't think. If you push yourself enough, You'll find them. You'll find them. Yeah. So if you keep pushing, if you keep doing it, you'll find it. Uh, Living, enjoying every moment, moment by moment. Also, I have had to let go of people in my life, through life, through death, through whatever. So the more I'm in in my thirties, the more I'm thinking. Let go, Bazi. Let go. Uh, be like water, Bruce Lee said. Yeah, be, like, be water. like water. my friend. Be like water. No attachment. Yeah. Although that is I'm 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 struggling with that. No <laughs> attachment huge. It's a big one, absolutely. Uh, Because I've a big part of my life is about that. It's about the moment. Live it. Love it, then leave it. But then I think it's robbing me of an op- of, of the opportunity to have deep meaningful relationships. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That works. Yeah. But yeah, Live. the 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 career that uh, your path has you on is big on that, is big on being in the moment. Yeah. Uh, so it's really hard to yeah. do otherwise. Yeah. Ki la la heri kakka. Thanks, shukrash. Um, I'm um, really,
0: really appreciate you. Um, I think my two words to end.
2: I'm sorry. I'm very for you. And before was, yeah. it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. There's no, a question okay. you ask people, and I would love to answer. <laughs> Please. Get <laughs> pleasure. No. <laughs> 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 Ilia around a table dinner. Ah. Oh yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's a it's a Set trilogy. It it's oh, I'm sorry. Questions. I'm I was about to miss on the last one. Oh,
2: sorry. Yeah. If you have to
0: have dinner with a person, we'll give you two. Yeah. yeah, please give. Dead, me two.
1: actually, yeah two. Yeah. two. yeah,
2: yeah. Dead or alive? Who those two people be? This one, I was ready. Mm-hmm. With. Thomas Sankara ah. and Kitusua the poet. Bro,
1: ah. yeah. yeah. About to
2: speak about your love for Kenyan hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: uh, and ah. it just hit me, Binyavanga as well. Like yeah. I'm sure that there would be a story there. Maybe you yes. Can, give, can you give you that
2: one? Oh yeah. Ah, ah, at the table. At the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If there was a third one, yeah. it would be my mom cooking for us and <laughs> laughing awesome. at everything we are yeah. 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 Ah, Kitusua. Kitusua, Kitusua the poet. I have not met him, bro. I haven't met him physically. Mm. I've been in in spaces where he is. Mm. But, bro, if only I could sit down with that guy, because every time I listen to him, mm. the constant
1: thought in my head is, yeah. you know, mm. how does...
2: Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, you
1: know what? Probably that meeting is going to happen sooner than you think. Mm.
0: Uh, In Maria's words, we are manifesting it. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you you for having me. Yeah, in my last words, um, lately I've discovered that in my life I'm drawn to certain people. Mm. I was telling my wife this in a very non sexual way Mm. Mm -hmm. you feel attracted to some people, yeah, yeah, especially once you start maybe not consciously. Uh, but just thinking about life, yeah. yeah, you're drawn to certain people. So um, I was always drawn to this guy. Him and I have never been friends, and you know, now let's hang out. But every time I saw him, I was like, I like this guy. I love him, and I felt myself Energy. drawn to him.
1: Energy. and not just Energy, him. Bro.
0: I can tell you the the people I've been drawn to, and I'm so happy because so far it's not been disappointing. I had I, I, I had some expectations, which is, I'm not supposed to have. You know, it, people are hot. People are people. Yeah. for who they are mm. but you know the human in me had some certain expectations yeah. and i love it i love it ah. because whatever small expectations my ego had they live up to them and i'm so happy mm. and It yeah so last words thank you man this has been great and and such a brilliant and i'm so happy that
2: we got to do this Man, an tenisana, When when Mato told me about this, I knew I wanted to be. I didn't tell him I want to. <laughs> I wanted it to come from him, and I was hoping I fit the criteria. I, I and I... Because, Kamande, we bumped into each other back in the day, mm-hmm. when you were... An actor. An actor, an actor. right? And so when Mato, who I love and respect, I told you before he cast me, I used to think I'm not good enough <laughs> because I'm not, he's the only one who is doing real theater, <laughs> like the way I wanted at the time. And I just felt honored and privileged to know that something like this is happening and that I might be around on this table one day. Because listening to the episodes, It's what I was saying before we started recording. I have gotten so much affirmation that madness is not a bad thing. That madness that you being a misfit doesn't mean you have to be an outcast. You know, you can still thrive in society doing your thing. Yep. Yeah, so That's ternisa, yeah, bro, ternisa, yeah, hear that. We
1: are honoured. Yeah, honored. We are honoured. Uh, we could, uh, <laughs> yeah, we could get Thierry yeah. on the table, but yeah, oh, yeah we have, <laughs> have. Thank you, ternisa. man. Thank you so much. May all that your heart needs to learn from this journey and wants to become and desires may you find it all at the right time. Mm. Kila la mm. Shokra sure Kila Asante Nisana, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Busy Being Born podcast. You know where to find us on our website, busybeingborn.africa. On our socials, we are on Facebook at the Busy
0: Being Born podcast. Uh, on Twitter and, and Instagram, Instagram at Busy Being Born underscore.
1: And last but not least, uh, you know what we say, Mazay. Uh, what do we say?
0: If you're not busy being born, then
1: you're probably busy not leaving. We have been your
0: peoples. Peace. Peace. <laughs> 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 thank you for
2: listening to our podcast do look out for more from us for now kwaheri